2: Hello babes, I'm Felicity Hayward and welcome to Bad Moon Rising, an astrology podcast with a twist. Each week myself and my very own mystic Meg, Ashley Skinner of I'm a Cosmic Girl, greet a fabulous guest, one from each star sign ranging from believer to curious to wholehearted non-believer. We're going to dig deep and ask the most important questions, such as, are you the type of person who always checks a prospective partner's star sign before even thinking about exchanging fluids? Do you spend longer checking your horoscope on the CoStar Astrology app than you do getting ready for work? Do you have heated pub conversations about why Leos always want attention? (laughs) Pisces are crybabies and why Scorpios are always so damn sexy. Or do you think it's a load of old pony? Well, rejoice because this podcast will be for you. Each week, we'll be looking into a particular sign of the zodiac, and our guests will get their very own personalized chart from Ashley. And I'll be throwing in the current astro memes I find at 3 a.m. when I can't sleep and discuss if any of these resonate with our guest. And this week, we are looking into the sign of the zodiac that cannot sit still and is usually late to their appointments. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sagittarius and hello to our guest Jade Adams who is 35 minutes late.
1: <laughs> I'm such a sag. So on brand. <laughs> it's literally the thing that people if someone wants to get at me about anything there's I always call it the falling out with Jade bingo card and it's you fall out with everyone or you're late and I was like <laughs> if that's all you've got I'm doing really well.
2: <laughs> well Jade I like to call you a superstar there's many reasons why. Because you're an actress, comedian, writer, presenter. I've done my Googles. And now we are friends. We so are. But I still had to do the Googles to make sure I got the things right, you know. You're currently in a BBC Two show called Alma's Not Normal. You presented shows such as Netflix Crazy Delicious, where you got to feed sexy Swedish men Oh, Nicholas Ekstead. Yeah.
1: Just to let you know, I like his wife very much, but I am... I just want to put it out there that he is one of the most beautiful men I've ever worked with.
2: <laughs> and fed strawberries too. I did
1: feed strawberries to him, but it was on camera and he wasn't like that off, just to let you know.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, talking of uh, strawberries, you were also on Channel Four's Snack Masters. Yes. You have been a panelist on 8 Out of 10 Cats, performed stand-up comedy for Red Nose Day, sung opera for Comic Relief... I was very proud of you then, babe. Thanks,
1: babes. I did a little, little
2: cry on the telly. Uh, you also have an Amazon Prime special, serious black jumper. You are wearing a serious black jumper. Do you know what?
1: I'm staying with a friend at the moment, and I'm running out of clothes.
2: It's okay. I know you've got stains on there, but it's fine. And um, also, in the words of Dawn French, Jade Adams is the third funniest woman in the world. Fact fact
1: (laughs) welcome to the show babes thanks for having me i'm absolutely thrilled this is i will say one of the best ideas for a podcast i've ever i've done a lot of podcast girls i'm on many many podcasts but this one is the one where i was like okay well i'm actually gonna find some stuff out here
2: i'd like to start the podcast by going over to ash and i'd like you to tell us a little bit more about sagittarius for the people that are listening in that maybe are Sagittarius themselves, they have a friend, partner, lover, situationship, enemy that is a Sagittarius. And tell us a little bit more about them. So here's some top Sagittarius traits, um, in no
3: particular order, and I'll let you guys decide whether they're good or bad. I mean, we'll go with the first one we've already mentioned, which is, well, some people might say is bad, bad time timekeeping. Really bad. Um, then we have sassy, fun, adventurers, uh, risk takers, optimistic, honest great ideas people independent and have quite a dark sense of humor
1: very dark I have read in other reading uh, you know when you read something in a magazine but that I have it has been predicted that I'm a, a stand-up comic quite a few times because of my dark sense of humor but yeah I am I, I I'm aware of that whenever you meet another Sagittarius we're all always aware of each other I meet people have a conversation with them for about five minutes and I'm like are you a Sagittarius? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, I, I knew it. Knew it. I thought you were Felicity, but then you're the other one. You're the Leo. Just a
2: fellow fire sign.
3: Just yeah. a
1: fellow
2: fire in the same in the same ballpark. Babes. Yeah,
1: it's the same. If are you going to family these star signs up, I would say that Leo and Sagittarius are in the same group.
2: We're also a very good match. Yeah. Um. In uh, all areas of life. All areas of life, but also the sort of the the friend who. I'm a little bit scared about going out with, not because I'm frightened of you, but I am almost sort of, um, I know we're gonna get into trouble.
1: Well, that's the difference with me. I'm quite, I, I'm trouble, but I think I've got Virgo in me and I'm also incredibly sensible. So I'm all about structured fun. So I'm I, <laughs> quizmaster, Organized fun. I believe that you can have a wild time, but have things in place to make it not so crazy. I think I've also had and have attracted a lot of crazy people in my life. So I've got to a point where I'm like, I can't have situations in which I'm I'm not safe anymore yeah um so yes you will have fun with me but there'll be like a plan and the plan will involve I'll be like yeah by the way we're gonna be um going on an airplane tomorrow and traveling to this place and staying in an eco tree house for three weeks how do you feel about that it'll be like that you know rather Ooh,
2: than here's something to travel yeah
1: <laughs> they make sense absolutely love it Um, rather than like, oh, here's three strange guys I just met in a bar somewhere. Do you want to get in a car with them? And uh, uh, yeah, they're going to take our passports. Yeah, no, that's not my vibe.
2: Well, you did mention Virgo. So this kind of goes on to the first question that I'm going to ask you, Jade. Are you a believer, curious or non-believer? Believer.
1: Believer. Yeah. Yeah,
2: 100%. Yay. I want people, a varied amount of people that are believers, non-believers and curious. Because I think when you listen to the podcast, regardless of what star sign we're talking about, people will be coming here to wanting to prove, prove us wrong. yeah, As well as finding out stuff about themselves. So that's, uh we've got a believer
1: Woo! in the room. I'm an absolute 100% believer. I do primal astrology on people, which is a mixture of your Eastern and Western sign. I do it at parties and I've ruined parties with it. <laughs> <laughs> We had like there were six of us, there were six comics at a party once. And we I did five of the readings and it was all fun and sometimes they're quite dark as well and they sort of make you address things in your personality you maybe weren't that interested in hearing about in front of other people. That's always quite interesting. People go quiet. I've had that, I've had that recently. But then there's one sign on the whole because there's loads of animals that you can be, and there's one sign on it which is not great to have. Um, and it basically reads that you are a sociopath and you're out there to try and manipulate and gaslight people. And everyone went quiet and the party ended. Well, what's the animal? <laughs> yeah. Um, It's praying mantis.
2: Oh, makes sense.
1: Yeah. Mine's yeah. skunk, which I love. I'm a whale. Are you the whale? I'm an oh. orca. Are you?
2: Yeah. I mean... Say that to another fat woman who isn't confident with herself. It's like, oh, you're a whale. I've heard that before. It was,
1: it was quite triggering when you said that. I was like, oh my god, that was the name I got <laughs> at school. The yeah. whale harpoon me is written in my actual uh, yearbook entry. I wrote it about myself, which is very sad. But just before it says, uh, but just before that, it says, you will see me on telly. So um,
2: and uh, Jade, you're on telly in nearly every channel at the moment. Yeah, except
1: so, uh, five. And yeah, there's going to be lots more as well.
2: Obviously, I know you quite well. We've been friends for quite quite some time. Me and Jade met, I would probably say a decade ago now. Yeah. It has been. We were we made friends on the sort of uh, gay cabaret scene, yeah. would you
1: call it? Yeah, gay cabaret scene, sort of drag as it was before RuPaul came over and capitalized or turned it into a... a well, actually, I will say positively, loads of friends of ours have been able to Pay mortgages through drag now, which what didn't exist when we'd met each other. Yeah. But it was just the gay cabaret scene back then, East London specifically, and a bit of south. But yeah, now it's very different because of the RuPaul's drag race thing. But yeah, we we I would say pioneers Felicity. Girls girls on similar scenes in fabulous outfits.
2: Fabulous outfits. Fabulous <laughs> outfits. Mostly sequins. Always
1: a sequin. Um and being adored by our fellow LGBT community. As well, which is always lovely because, you know, one thing you got to love about the LGBT community is their absolute adoration for women. Absolute boundary breaking boss women. That's what I love. Yeah. Um, and we've definitely benefited from those relationships, I would say.
2: Yeah, we've had some some memories, haven't we, darling? We have. So I have been on, on the Internet And I have been looking into some other famous Sagittarius's.
1: Nicki Minaj. Well. Scarlett Johansson.
2: Before you, I just want to stop you right now. all the good ones Because obviously you know them because you've obviously Googled. But do (laughs) you know the ones? And I'm just going to move this paper so you can't see. Have you checked the ones that have the same birthday as you? No. DJ Khaled.
1: Oh, who's that? Another one. (laughs) Tina Turner. She's my actual birthday. She's your actual birthday. Wow, me and Tina turn on the same day? Yeah. I love that. We Aura.
2: <gasps> same day? Same day.
1: Astral Sisters.
2: Well, there we go. And I also looked up the song that was number one on your birthday. Do you know this? No. Okay. For someone that I... Th- Is it Band-Aid? No. It was Band-Aid in the USA. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But in the UK... It was, wham, wake me up before Before you go-go. Oh, that's
1: pretty cool, actually. That's probably why I got... A dustpan and brush for my birthday this year with George Michael on it. I wondered because I hadn't. My our friend Andrew Gallimore got me a little dustpan and brush with George Michael on it. I was like, oh hello. I mean, I do love George. I, I thought you were a mega fan. That's why I got it. I, outside is a uh, outside is a um, great track. I would say uh, I don't know if mega fan, but I do love George Michael. Like who doesn't? Yeah. Like what a ledge.
2: Yeah, no. On the way here this morning, the man was playing techno on the way. Oh, what are you doing, mate? No, you changed over and then he put um,
1: "Fast Love" by George Michael on. Oh, that's such a good song.
2: Fast love is
1: all. That... Oh, actually, maybe I am a fan.
2: But I'd actually like to go to Ashley now because she has done your chart, and we want to put in some things and talk about who you are in a deep level.
3: So you've already mentioned that you know that you're you have Virgo in there. Do you know where Virgo is? Virgo rising? You're a Virgo rising, yeah. yeah. Do you know much
1: else about your child? No nothing about nothing it at else. all. So I gave you the date, didn't I? The time that I was born as well. Yep. Mum fished it out and found my um
3: Fabulous. Yeah. Time's very important as is location and then your date of birth, which I have here. But yes, you are a Virgo rising. So actually when you read your horoscopes, if you ever do, you should always read for a Virgo rising. Great. And as you've already mentioned, it's an earth sign. So it can mean that, well, Virgo is super organized. It's like hyper detail orientated and fast thinking. There's nothing you miss. Uh, you're ruled by Mercury. So you really have an eye for kind of details. And it's po- uh, personified by thoughtful action. You're meticulous in how you judge and interpret your surroundings or new people. So you kind of are always taking things in. In a good way.
1: No, no, I'm not surprised by this. This is exactly <laughs> what I'm like.
3: But like making assumptions, you know, like and then adjusting accordingly to like what you need to do. Like due diligence is literally your jam. Like you're you're there for it. You love researching. And you research endlessly to really understand something and how it fits together before you make a decision. Yep. You live for organization and crave perfection. Yeah. It may be difficult for you to leave things half finished and you always want to be prepared for every scenario. So it was making me laugh when you were saying about your holiday.
1: I have to, so I cannot have any, my least favorite task is waiting outside of a venue that we've just left and everyone talking about where we're going. I hate it. Mm. It is the most boring time. <laughs> I need to be somewhere. I hate deliberation. I hate people not making decisions. I'm yeah. like, I'm just gonna go and do it. I'm just you gonna want, go. like facts and like. Like, yeah. this is what we're doing. We're gonna do this next. And it's always fun. Yeah. And it's always the best version of everything because I have Sagittarius in me. Mm-hmm. So like my dad's a Virgo, but he's uh, his son signs a Virgo but he he struggles with the confidence to do the things that he know I, I he i know he wants to do mm. and um i think i'm the re- i'm absolutely the reverse of that which is i have all of the confidence and the adventure in me but it has to be planned and be met- meticulous but,
3: yeah super organized and i'm
1: i am constantly taking in everything around me just so i don't like surprises yeah. um or if there is a surprise i want to know that there it was like the last thing i didn't look for you know
3: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I've literally then just written, being unprepared gives you the fear.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: So because you are a Virgo rising, your chart ruler is Mercury. Um, I don't know if you know much about Mercury, but it's the planet of communication. And it's also like your thought process. So your chart ruler is Mercury, and it's actually placed in Sagittarius alongside your sun sign. Oh, wow. They're not conjunct, so they don't share energy, but they will have a similar output. Sagittarius is kind of like the philosopher of the Zodiac. You enjoy like really big ideas and learning from conversations with others. You want to understand what makes someone tick and kind of get to the bottom of that. You have an adaptable quality when conversing with others. You can talk the talk, rose tint words and see others' point of view in an empathetic way. This would lend itself really well to being a counselor, therapist, or even a teacher, or just a really good supportive ear. I think you're probably someone that people rely on to kind of talk to and maybe help them make decisions and kind of do all that due diligence work and research true and then there's an emotional investment in how you talk and process your thoughts you can first deliberately and thoughtfully
1: yeah yeah definitely everything every bit of advice that I give people has come from experience or something else that I've noticed Mm. um, somewhere else like I don't just like decide to come up with creative ideas trying to help people unless I've seen it yeah work elsewhere
3: yeah i'd say there's no bullshit with you there's like complete like straight talking approach
1: that's something in this industry that i'm in people don't really understand Mm. because there's so much bullshit in the creative industries in the sort of mainstream creative industries because there's um lots of people that you know <clears throat> went to cambridge and oxford in it mm. who um don't uh, go and get jobs after and work all of that stuff out and they come yeah. straight from university you realize that you just have to sort of like duck and dive your way through the your, your career without actually realizing that your actions have cause and effect whereas where i'm from every action has a consequence and that's come from like working since i was 16 years old and having a job until i was 32 and i decided to go straight in full time into the sort of acting comedy Mm. but it's been a sort of an adjustment period I think in my career to realize that people aren't like me Mm. and also I it was therapy that helped me realize that the reason I, I sort of worry sometimes because I meet so many people that are nuts and do crazy things who behave really badly and then take no responsibility for it. I, I I meet them all the time. And then part of you worries that you're like that. And I'm like, I'm not though. I'm really straightforward and I, I don't like lying. So like if I can, I like to embellish. Embellishment's fun because it's entertaining, but I would never hurt someone or try and hurt someone through lies. If I lie, lie to someone, I'm trying to protect them in some way, mm-hmm. you know? but in this industry that i'm in there's a lot of sort of you know there's a lot of bullshit around and i'm sort of working out that i'm not like that is great and also being told now by my reading that i'm not is also fantastic so
3: (laughs) no and it makes sense that you you have that element of you where you're like oh do i do that because you're where you're a virgo rising your descendant is in pisces and pisces is the last sign in a zodiac so it has every single element of the zodiac and it's very empathetic because of that, because it understands the journey everyone's been on to get to Pisces. So you would be naturally, and because it's your descendant, that's what you're calling in.
1: So you're telling me that my rising is Virgo and my descendant is Pisces? Yeah,
3: because it's opposite
2: axis.
1: My mum is a Pisces and my dad is a Virgo. Isn't that nuts?
2: And I also buy in and say, for people that are listening in who are maybe new to astrology and star signs, can we just sort of, tell them what the sun is what the moon is and what the rising is so Mm -hmm. your sun is your personality
0: and your it's like your ego your
2: inner your inner ego yeah and your it's
3: a lot of your personality in astrology you call everything a planet so you think of the sun as a planet and when you think of it in that way it is the biggest planet in the solar system so it is all-encompassing and that's why we know more about it and it's actually laziness that we know more about it because it fits into a very easy structure there's one a month
2: you know so and that's, an that's when people look ripen. into mm-hmm. their zodiac and then when they do their sort of have a reading whatever they all everyone knows your sun sign by mm-hmm. your date of birth on the day in the month that you were born mm-hmm. so that's you are sagittarius you're on this podcast today because you are a sag yeah right mm-hmm. and then you have your you're saying that you're rising is a Virgo and is that rising is how you appear to people. Yeah. So looking at you, actually, you are very organized and you are kind of like very structured in that. So that does, that makes sense. Mm. And then your moon is your emotions.
1: Yeah. And it's Pisces, no.
2: No, your moon is in Capricorn, which we're gonna get
3: onto in a bit. But yeah, I just wanted
2: to put that in there that you are listening in. So the reason why we're talking about so many different star signs is because you have your main one which is your sun mm-hmm. then you also have your moon and your rising which do affect different but this parts. is why it's
3: not cookie cutter and it's not like you could meet two Sagittarius and you're like "Whoa, they're so different but you will be different because you have all these other elements in your chart that will mean different things and could just adapt that to yeah. what it is so it's like you saying that you love to have fun but organized fun because you're a virgo rising
1: So something that is different to this is, um, and any member of my family or close friendship circle will get, is yes, um, I'm all about organized fun and in terms of my career and the admin side of that. And when I'm socializing especially, yes, I'm organized. However, I am a very untidy woman. (laughs) Like very untidy. I've got many exes that will absolutely be thrilled for me to admit it. But I am essentially a pig um, <laughs> and it's because i'm busy and i don't care but i live with a lot of people who do care about that sort of stuff and will use it to batter me over the head with when they um have fucked up themselves when they are fucked up and it's the thing that they are always get at me which is you're untidy i'm like yeah well you're a cheating lying piece of shit so, um, <laughs> is <wins?"> um <laughs> is it mainly at
3: home you're untidy yeah so Sagittarius rules your home life.
1: Okay, great. And Sagittarius
3: yeah. is, you know, as we've already said, like, loves fun, It's very, like, distracted. Virgo is like, very late.
2: tidy. Yeah. yeah. Very clean, very yeah, tidy. Yeah, I mean,
3: if your Virgo was in your home life, you wouldn't be a Virgo rising for a start. Yeah. But also your home life would be, I'm literally imagining, like, clinical, white, nothing, like, not a speck of dust
1: anywhere. That's my dad. And my mum. My mum's Pisces as well. Their, their home is nuts. They're me. a very good match.
3: So moving on to your Sagittarius son. Sagittarius is the philosophical sign of the Zodiac. They are the teacher or learner and treat life as such, gathering and bestowing knowledge. They love to have fun, travel, expand their mind, enjoy other cultures and can have a sassy edge. You love meeting new people, especially if they're slightly unusual. They are your people. Nothing surprises you and you have an unjudgmental quality towards the taboo or unique home is very important to you yet you're able to call other places home because home is perhaps more of a feeling to you yeah like I don't think you feel bound to a certain place or city
1: no I've just moved back to Bristol but it's purely because I've got a steal of a house mm. I've just found this property but I've lived everywhere I lived in Treforest in Wales I lived in Cardiff I lived in Lyon Sea I lived in several places in London I never care where I'm living as long as I mm i am comfortable there and if I'm not I once lived somewhere for a weekend once and the person I was living with was crazy or at least going through a difficult thing and behaved quite badly and I just stopped and left (laughs) I was like I'm not having this
3: I couldn't decide what but I got the feeling that you carry something with you and that's what home is like I feel like you take something with you to each home
1: yeah i don't know what that would be actually but they, yeah i've got like a, I, I have a box of stuff that i keep mm. um i you know i've moved from place to place but there's a little box full of things that like are sentimental yeah so i've got like a rose quartz that my mum gave me that was my sister's she died she was a scorpio really fiercely protective of me which is um a very very scorpio thing she was born on the 5th of november Fire at night But she, I got a Rose Quartz from her. I have uh, like theater tickets. I've got every single, I've been to see Phantom of the Opera like 20 odd times, maybe more than that. Mm. And I've got every single theater ticket from me going to see Phantom of the Opera. I've got all my Buffy, oh, actually all my Buffy stuff. That's that's
3: what you take with you. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: my, my Buffy stuff comes everywhere. So I couldn't
3: decide what it would be, but I knew it would be something a bit unusual.
1: Yeah, it's my Buffy stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I don't throw it away. I've got stuff from like, 1993 i've got like a little cookie tin i've got a watch i've got well i've got all these figurines as well but my ex gave me that um from our last flat that we lived in so i haven't had those long but yeah my um i've got buffy buffy merch for sure that makes me feel at home Mm. buffy the vampire slayer
3: your um your third house is scorpio which is your house of siblings what yeah is it yeah oh wow there's no coincidences keep saying that today so your Mars is an Aquarius. So Mars is your action planet for like the purpose of people listening to this as well. And it's like your motivation.
1: And that's what, sorry?
3: It's an Aquarius. Aquarius. You're really into like empowering others and wider groups. It motivates you. There's directed action towards people power. And you are passionate about, I put here, woman, woe in brackets, men, womankind. This could translate to being involved in human rights or being an activist. There's past hurts here that have empowered you to direct energy towards a cause. It's a part or will become a part of your public life or career, something you work on daily. You are giving a voice to a wider community and able to transform your own pain into people power.
2: Wow. Jade has a show on uh, Amazon Prime called Serious Black
1: Jumper. <laughs> I do, which is about working class feminism. Mm because I felt like the only conversation anyone was ever having about feminism was with middle class people. And I felt like the conversation sometimes was way too erudite or another word is way too posh. (laughs) Uh, for people who would actually be very empowered by a conversation about feminism so like the only time that feminism was really palatable for a working class audience was 1996 Mm -hmm. when Spice Girls came busting onto the scene and made a very simple message with two fingers and two words but then what we've got now is um, just you know loads of birds walking around in turtlenecks clutching hold of books and and reading feminist prose and no one's understanding it but mm. actually the people that could benefit the most out of these conversations are working class women mm. um who might not have the confidence to think that life can be better than what they have so yeah i've uh, yeah, yeah that's sh- that show for sure has a- been a bit and i do like so my new the new show i'm writing is um i at the moment i'm i'm, in, I'm only on preview number 5 but that one is like me talking about women's responsibility within men's mental health. So that's what my new show is. And I'm sort of talking to 10 men I've had sex with and asking them all the same questions and doing stand up about it. And I think that every time I write a new show, I start with a really sort of like, quite dry point and that was the dry point and then i sort of start with a personal story and i end it politically with jokes and stuff so yeah for sure i i don't just write a show because i want to tell people that i've been suffering with this or i've been suffering with that i i literally write shows with the idea that i'm writing it because i know that other people will find it really helpful especially when i did my 2016 show about my sister who died Mm -hmm. like i get so many people who contact me who've lost siblings and love the way I talk about it. Cause mm. whenever someone dies, everyone always wants to like turn them into an angel and like, you know, we're siblings. Like it wasn't like that. yeah And my sister was, you know, rough and she, <laughs> I was quite picked on at school and she would beat people up for me and stuff. And she was hard and- oh, Protective Scorpio. Really mm. protective of me. Like she loved me more than anything in the entire world. And everyone around us knew that. It's really funny cause she visits me now and uh, she'll be and like i like oh hello or or like she makes things happen for me and I I had this experience in my childhood bedroom because that's I'm in between houses at the moment but the, I'm staying when I when I'm with my parents in my childhood room and I was just on the internet doing something and then um, all of a sudden I felt something touch my face and I went get off me I don't like this don't do this. And then the next day I went downstairs to my mum and dad who are, I'd say, sceptical believers, but they sort of, my mum loves hearing about Wants it. Wants to hear you know, more, yeah. they want to hear more. But I went downstairs and said this thing um, about my sister and my dad went, well, she ain't never with us because she's always with bloody you. And it's true, she's been sort of protecting me my entire life. So it's mm. really interesting that my sibling uh, is Scorpio. Your
3: sibling house, yeah. It'll also be a house of like it represents siblings close friends communication and neighborhoods but it's scorpio do you get a sense she's here now because when i just finished that i got like goosebumps oh did you yeah, yeah she's with me
1: all the time yeah yeah she's she's constantly with me she's always on my shoulder mm. she thinks i'm really uh, she's not around when i've when i'm when i don't need her to be if i'm like busy or stuff but yeah she's with i think she's with me all the time
3: yeah it's lovely. It's funny you say this about like feminism and you talking to all the guys that you previously had sex with because this Mars energy, um, I got the real sense that it was like it's something you're going to work on daily. Like it's it's in your sixth house, which is like health and daily stuff. But it's towing the line between that sixth house, which would be like daily and health and fifth house, which is more like sex, sex and romance and things like that. So it makes sense that that's the direction you're going in. And I actually think it's going to be quite powerful.
1: Well, I haven't had a very good experience with relationships my whole life. I've only, I've not dated, I've not had long-term relationships. I haven't had that many, mm. but I've had one particularly long relationship, which is which ended at the beginning of this year, and then I had another one that was like two years, but he was with me only because my sister died a month into our relationship and he came with me to the hospital and watched her die. So he couldn't really get rid of me. And then I had another one for five months. So I haven't had a, oh, and then there was another one for like two years, but I've not really had like people coming in that out of relationships. I've not had that many like long-term relationships. And it's meant that, um, but I've had a lot of sex, a lot with a lot of different people. I've always been really disappointed in myself that I haven't had the most honest sex I could have. And I had a friend of mine who started dating this woman and I've met this woman and she's wicked but he was like oh yeah yeah so he starts dating her and he's like yeah it was really sort of quite alarming he said but brilliant because he said when we first had sex with each other she stood in front of me and she went look I'm not going to be making porn noises I'm not going to fake it with you I might be pretty quiet during this um, but um, if you've got any sort of uh, interpretation of how women have sex and that's come from porn I'm not going to be doing anything like that and I was like yes mm-hmm. like the amount of times I faked orgasms my whole life and uh i'm not i'm not doing it anymore and i i just i'm not doing it anymore it doesn't help them and it doesn't Mm. help me so i think yeah i'm having a real um epiphany uh, epiphany about my sex life because you know i should be enjoying having sex and not just doing what they want to do to Mm. in order to keep them around me because i've got some sort of hormonal imbalance after we've all got it like blokes have got it with with their penises and their hormones go straight into there and then they can't control themselves and we do it after we've had sex with men we like all of a sudden even if they're the the worst man you've ever met and there's red flags everywhere your hormones start telling you that you should marry them yeah (laughs) and you start sending them weird texts and reading into stuff and all of that's really very normal to our behavior but that's hormone it's hormonal
3: Your body makes something, doesn't it, like a chemistry, yeah. chemical reaction?
1: Because it wants you to but stick. only lasts stick, for
3: seven days. Yeah. Whenever my friends are like, I love him, I'm like, can you wait another
2: seven days? It only days? lasts seven
1: days? Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, great. Obviously, don't bang them again in the meantime, but... Okay. If you keep returning to them and having the text messages, the the, 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 uh, Serotonin hormone, and the hormone pops back in. Mm. But if you, like, give yourself seven days before replying to them after you've had sex with them, you'll normally just figure out how you feel about them. Yeah. It is seven days for sure. And generally, you're like, yes.
2: meh. Ah, right. Um, good to know. Can I just ask you about your exes? Yes. Are any of them the same
1: star sign? I've had an Aquarius... I've had a Cancerian, he was so nice to me. They are so nice, Cancerians. Yes, I, I was, too, was he a it was friend too, first? No, he was too mm. good to me though. We were friends, but I didn't know him that long before we were friends, but he was too good to me. I was 18 and he was too, you know, he wanted me to marry him and I, I was 18 and a sage. I was off to- adve- Oh, oh you were off to having fun. Yeah, yeah, I'd only ever had sex with him and another guy. So he, he just got me way too young. Ollie, what was he? I can't remember what star sign he was.
2: Ollie, if you're still in love with Jade,
1: which you probably are, and you're listening in today, <laughs>
2: it would be fantastic if you could uh, rate and review the podcast with uh, <laughs> Flying Colours. And also let us know when, when your date of birth is and your, your star sign.
1: I've not had another fire sign. I've not been in a relationship with another one. Mm. I wouldn't say
2: they good for you either. No. Uh, <laughs> from experience... Yeah, I I've dated quite a few fire signs and uh, Leo, 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 Aries. Oh wow, babe! Yeah, playing a little bingo there, aren't you? Little fire sign bingo. Well, it may make, it makes
3: sense like this um, sexual epiphany you're having because your sex house is mainly Capricorn, which I feel like you'd have quite traditional like values. Yeah. Previously, maybe.
1: No, I 100. I'm very traditional. Not about who I, I would say I'm not, I'm, I would say I'm a pansexual, but I make a joke that I'm not going to come out because I don't need the career boost, but um, <laughs> I'm not traditional in, in who I am sleeping with, but in terms of the type of relationship I have, yeah. I'm sorry to anyone out there who is um, incorporating polyamory into their life, but it isn't for me. But
3: yeah, you've got Jupiter. Okay. Venus.
1: So what's in this?
3: So this is your fifth house, which is your house of like romance, fun sex and kind of like children's and like anything transit in here would may potentially mean that you're going to have children soon
1: really Um,
3: this doesn't mean that but like if we looked into like what was going on um but yeah so you've got jupiter venus and the moon here that's a big lineup in your kind of like your house of like sex and romance jupiter is your lottery ticket it's super lucky it's ruled by Sagittarius. It expands everything it touches and it is touching your Venus. Venus is your planet of love. It's how you give and receive and experience love. So when you love, you go big. You're all in. And these are all in Capricorn. So you're attracted to hard workers, reliability and favor a slow and steady romance. Yep. I was really getting this kind of, I mean, you said you've not had many relationships. so I'm not sure if this is a previous relationship or one that's coming in. But there's local travel here, someone who perhaps does not live nearby. Communication is really prolific and regular. The talking stage usually lasts or has lasted for a very long time. You really enjoy dating, but there's either not as much time for this because of work
2: on both sides. Because you're a superstar and you're on every single TV channel except for Channel 5 at the moment. And so you (laughs) don't have time for dating. (laughs) Or it's difficult as you live in different cities.
3: Um, you enjoy grand gestures perhaps gifts or well thought out dates or this may be how you express love so I now get the sense that you're the one that's thinking out all these dates and organising them
1: well I would really like someone else to do that because I've just spent seven years with someone who, who had me do all of that so mm-hmm. I would really really like to do nothing yeah and have it all done for me and as far as I'm concerned if it isn't if it's not good enough you're not it's not going to last between us yeah um, I like thought into... St- it really makes me feel great when people put thought into things.
3: But you want the same level of thought of, like, you're Virgo hyper-organized and you want someone to do that for you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I got a... For a birthday, I once got a hat and a carrier bag and my ex turned up at midnight to my birthday.
3: I can see we're not together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about, like, the the travel... Like, the them living away? Has that been someone
2: before?
1: or No, I've I've had... Both, my last two exes, I lived with them both. But no, I haven't. And I don't think that there's anyone. I don't know if I've got any straight people that are really sort of eyeing me up at the moment either. Not in that way. Mm. I don't have, I mean, it could be a woman or it could be someone else. Mm. I don't know. No, I can't even think who it could be.
3: Mm. Maybe that's someone that's like coming
1: in, but that was like
3: the real sense that I was getting from it. And then I just put you are really lucky and love, but you just kind of need to believe it.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I'd be honest with you. I'm sort of. I. I have like, if I was alone for the rest of my life, not alone, but if I was by myself for the rest of my life, I'd be absolutely thrilled. Mm. I've just bought a five-bedroom house in Bristol. So oh, I, Alan Partridge. <laughs> so I'm not like. Um, I. Uh, I. I don't really. And, and someone was like, oh, "You can have people move in," and I was like, "Am I fuck?" Mm. Um, no, I'm sort of gonna turn. I'm gonna have like a walk-in wardrobe and a radio room and, yeah. and various things. So, I'm sort of ready to not have anyone in my life i'm fine with that i've got an abundance of friends and and people around me that i you know and i've had a lot of sex as well so if that didn't happen again but i'm sure it will Um, i think it will i'm not like i'm not i'm not desperate for it
3: no i get and i get that i think it's not a priority for you
1: no not at all
3: so moving on to like your emotions so the moon represents your emotions it's in capricorn it's also in this house
1: i know nothing about capricorn i know one capricorn and she's crazy (laughs) <laughs> um, but I know nothing else about Capricorn.
2: I know one Capricorn, yeah. Rod Roger Stewart. Rod Stewart's
1: Capricorn, he, yes, he is. He looks great, he does look great. Him with his family the other day in that photograph, they just look brilliant.
2: Rod Stewart's number one fan here. I'm actually going to see him uh, on my own tomorrow. Not, I wish I was going to see him solo, but I mean, he's doing a performance at a carol service in a church, and I paid 50 pounds for a ticket to go and see him tomorrow. So, is he
1: singing carols? Yeah.
2: Oh. Shall- do you want to come
1: when is it tomorrow. tomorrow
2: yes okay we'll talk after okay anyway but i just need to let everyone <laughs> let everybody know that the best capricorn there is out there is what it. of course please come on the
3: podcast Capricorn's also an air sign so similar to your rising you're not especially emotional unless it relates to your career as there's an emotional investment here overall you can be incredibly practical and apply a methodical approach to your feelings there's a strong sense of responsibility towards your own values or principles providing a balanced outcome to emotional complexity um having fun will will refill your cup when you're burnt out although this may still relate to work because you have fun in your craft
1: okay great so what does um capricorn represent overall
3: it's just it's super super hard working and it's quite um like static in that it's represented by the goat. So The goat will stay in the same place eat in the same piece of grass and won't move on to like a more greener grass area because it's just very stubborn but like reliable
2: and fixed. Is that why Roger Stewart always plays in Las Vegas every year? Yeah. Yeah. I thought so.
3: This is Paige the co-host of Giggly Squad and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you
1: It's interesting because I have the adventure, uh, the adventure side of me with Sagittarius, and then I have a Capricorn on the. I mean, what a, mm. what a, what a mix! What a mix! What a, uh, an internal struggle I have.
3: It is an internal struggle, but I think it's like you're not gonna. I can't imagine you getting super upset about it and sobbing about it for three weeks. No. Like it's just not who you are. I think you're quite methodical and you approach things in a in a serious in a serious way not even compartmentalizing I think you just you organize it you deal with it and it's gone
1: yeah I don't once I'm done I'm done I'm I'm very cut things off once I'm done yeah but I will last I will try and make things work for a long time Mm -hmm. and then one day if I get especially if I get confirmation from someone else that you've been doing whatever you've been doing elsewhere Mm. with other people then I'm like (laughs) By yeah <laughs> and i real and it's quite painful for people as well that i cut my emotions off so quickly mm. well it doesn't it's not it's abruptly it's not quick but mm. abruptly i do
3: i think it's that's part uh sagittarius because there's like a savagery with savage sagittarius in that they can be very abrupt with people who've done wrong to them and they're like no door slam out
1: there's um, uh, a comedian on uh, YouTube called Benito and he does dating if you're a Sagittarius. And his impression of a Sagittarius is, are you going to cry? Are you going to cry Oh, don't be so... Oh, get a sense of humour. <laughs> it's really funny. Scorpio is just a weird person in the corner looking at your neck like they want to stab it. Oh,
2: yeah. Slash like, bite it, slash yeah. kiss it, slash caress it, Yeah, slash ruin your life with their sexual deviance yeah you
3: you're you're living it you just kind of got to believe in it now
1: great well I will do that I'm trying to do that it's hard sometimes because you meet people along the way and and they try and make you believe that you aren't that you aren't what you believe but you just got to cut them off Mm -hmm. And and as a Sagittarius I've got all the skills needed to do that
3: in your career your career house is ruled by gemini so gemini is a planet of commun- is the zodiac of communication chatting there's a duplicity to it it's like able to talk about multiple things at once and arrive at like the destination for all at one point so alongside this is your true node which is a destiny point so it's literally straddling your kind of your mc which is your career line You are living your destiny and Gemini rules your career line and Gemini is a chatterbox who often makes jokes to deflect attention away from them or lighten the moods. Next to your Gemini is your true node. This is a destiny point. It's your direction in life and you are living it. But it's in Taurus, so there may be part of you that doesn't believe this or perhaps doesn't believe you are good enough. Channel your creativity into fun projects. This is your light. However, whatever you do turn your hand to, there's raw passion. And that's a sense I got from like so much of your chart is just like there's hurt there, but it's all in of that is passion, like passion, 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 and all of it. There's a duality available to you, so don't be afraid to kind of juggle multiple things at once.
1: The passion thing is definitely very bang on. Mm. I um, absolutely love people with passion as well. It's the thing I'm most attracted to. Mm. I don't care what it is you do. It's like when you are an MC and you are on stage talking to audience members and you say what job you're doing. They'll be like, oh, it's boring because they look at your job and you're like, oh my God, you're on telly, you're a comedian. And I'm like... With passion, yeah. You, I'm never bored by anything anyone's got to say. If you mm. love what you're doing, I really wanna, I want to hear everything about it. Yeah. The duality thing. I mean, of course, of course, I'm a self-deprecating, self, um, a non, a non-believer of my own uh, own magic. I spent three thousand pounds on a th- with a therapist telling me that the reason I rub people up the wrong way is because I don't see myself the w- the way that they see me, which is special apparently.
2: Mm. And the third funniest woman in the world. Fact, from Don French, from Don French, yeah, Libra. Well, I think you're an absolute superstar. I have from day one, even before you were doing all your showbiz stuff, and you were just running around in sequins at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. Jade, is there anything that you're working on now that you
1: want to tell us about? uh I have, but I'm not allowed to tell anyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, you've got
2: lots of things in the pipeline there's lots
1: of stuff going on in 2022 yes um and um if you want to if you're interested in comedy and watching the sort of working progress preview season and that's what i'm doing at the moment which is something you can come watch and you can just go on to my social media and i post about it all the time
2: and what is your social media babe
1: at ms jade adams ms jade adams jade spell j-a-y-d-e adams and mus, not Miss, because Miss implies that I might get married and Muz says I'm not going to, so.
2: Thank you very much, Jade Adams, for coming in today. And thank My you pleasure. for bringing the random dog that's on the floor that's chewing a bone that we've just found out is a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> Who has been very quiet and balanced throughout the whole of the podcast. Such a
1: typical Libra. Um,
2: thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you on social media? Uh,
1: I'm on Instagram, Jade Adams. It's spelled J-A-Y-D-E Adams. I'm on Twitter. I'm on uh, Facebook. I'm on all of them. Um, but go and have a watch with me on my amazon prime special serious black jumper that's where i shine and that and alma's not normal
2: we love you lots thank you so much for listening in please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts and remember babes it's all in the stars or is it see you next week